welcome to another edition of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. We, of course, are your horsemen of the WrestleGeddon. I'm CM Heat. He's G Money, and he's a Tennessee Jesus Call Crossland. Fellas, what is going on this week? Nothing much, except for getting screwed over by Chris. I'm doing screwed over by me. What did I do? What I was gonna say? What did you do this time? <laughs> All right, so get. I don't know if you know this or not. So, Chris has been talking to this like lady named Tracy on uh, Facebook. Like, met her, like, befriend her on Facebook. Well, her fiance is this guy named Kim, and uh, he wants to start like a Chinese I can eat buffet. So he bought like this old Pizza Hut, like the bread roof Pizza Hut. You know oh, what I'm about? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. When so, Pizza Hut was good. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they asked me and Chris to help out. Chris asked me to help him out, and I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll help out." And so, you know, we're cleaning up this Pizza Hut, and me and Chris find some really cool shit in the fucking manager's office. But tell me how I get the fucking NCAA fucking street ball, and Chris gets to keep the fucking land before time hand puppets. Fucking bullshit. That is bullshit. <laughs> hey, man. I Like, I will go to war over those Land Before Time hand puppets, man. I will stab a motherfucker <laughs> for those. I'm just saying, I could at least get, like, one of them. Like, give me Ducky or something. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, the fucking the street I mean, ball is fucking deflated. <laughs> dude, don't, don't even get me started, too. Like, you're lucky it wasn't the, the Eureka's Castle ones, because, like, I would have murdered you for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know the funny thing with that um xavier's pre-k where we're doing like a um was a meeting that we had with a teacher and we're like in this little conference room that they had so they had like a bin of toys and inside the toys was the um uh was a spike um hand puppet Dang. i literally sat there while we were doing that meeting like cleaning it because the thing was so freaking filthy <laughs> um and the thing all cleaned off and they wouldn't let me take it home with me. <laughs> I was like, man, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got this thing all, like, cleaned up with all this grime off of it and I can't keep it. <laughs> I put it in the work. <laughs> oh, man, random stuff going on here. Uh, speaking of random, it's time for that random band entrance theme. All right, uh, this week it was Luke Combs. This guy sucks fucking ass. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, you are straight up fucking hard, hot garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. Hot garbage. Freaking dumpster fire. Like a dumpster full of like freaking baby diapers and Indian food set on fire. <laughs> like if you're if you're a Luke Combs fan, and I'm not talking about like, you know, you have like a couple of his songs on the playlist. I'm talking about like if you buy like Luke Combs like CDs and he's like your favorite artist, like I would shoot myself. 
<laughs> it's like the only thing you could really do. Oh man, it was so bad. Like trying to find the song, like everything's like depressing. I know. Like, I think I picked the only song that's not de- depressing. Uh, and it's called uh, it, but like going off the title, you think it'd be depressing, but it's not. But it's called uh, When It Rains, It Pours. <laughs> I, sk- I skipped over that one because it, it sounds yeah. depressing. It sounds depressing, but it's actually about a guy like hitting the lottery and leaving his girlfriend, or he left his girlfriend and hit the lottery or something. Something like that. Uh, Garrett, what'd you pick? I picked uh, Beer Never Broke My Heart because it never has and never will. <laughs> I looked at that one. I thought about that. <laughs> that, was, that was my uh, one of the ones I listened to, too. Um, the one I ended up going with was a Honky Tonk Highway. I did not hear that one. So if you don't mind, Bad. Chris, can you sing the the course? <laughs> uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally listened to it once and said, okay, we're going to go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that like one it. didn't pop up in my uh, like little list that I went through. I listened to like seven songs and it's all about like crying over a bitch. And I'm like, dude, like, come on now. Be a man. Jay-Z said, man, I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. But, uh... You just gotta drop it and move on to that honky-tonk but donk donk to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, uh... Next week, uh, the artist is, uh... Actually shares the name of one of your favorite Victoria's Secret brands. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know who that is? No. I said Victoria's Secret brand. What Victoria's Secret brand do you know of? I I don't know. Uh, Question mark? God damn. It's pink, man. Pink. Ah. (laughs) We have pink next week. That's not a bad one. No, it's not bad. I like pink. Yeah. Like, you ever watch the uh, the making the videos thing on MTV? Like back, back in the day when they used to do that. I know what you're talking about. But they did one. Um, they did one for Pink, and like she refused to lip sync. Like everything she did was like, like she sang the entire time they were filming the video. Like, she said, no, "I'm not lip syncing." She's, like, "I'm gonna sing." So, and that's what she did. For every single shot, it was her singing. Like, awesome. So much respect to Pink. Oh, something, Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa. Ever since WrestleMania, when I won the first battle with all my little holsters, I knew it was just the beginning of the war. And then when you burnt my flesh, the smell was just like napalm in my mind. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. And ever since then, I've had nightmares that I was going to have to fight the troops of yours all by myself. And then that senile Jack Tunney put this thing together with the warrior as a blood brother and the warriors and the Hulkamaniacs united as one. Now I realized I had a chance to win the war. And then all of a sudden, 
The special referee, Sid Justice, just put the icing on the cake. It's even, Steven, 50-50. But with all the Warriors and Hulkamaniacs, you guys are in a lot of trouble. How about it, Ultimate One? With the special referee, like Sid Justice. Granted, it's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. But in no way, shape, or form are we at a handicap. The power of the Ultimate Warrior and the forces of Hulkamania. And I have seen it great strides before <laughs> come together at SummerSlam. The tanks that we ride in are made of the armor of Hulkamaniacs and warriors of great strength. After we destroy you with an improper burial, <laughs> what, what you, you gonna, gonna do when Hulkamania and the Ultimate Warrior run over you? Right. So next week we got pink. All right, let's get into the fun stuff and what everybody has come to listen to. Uh, let's uh let's talk some uh, NXT for this week. NXT. We've got a lot of NXT news here. Uh, um pretty much uh NXT UK is going away. Uh next year, 2023, we get rebranded to NXT Europe. The big news out of there, and of course, we saw like a whole mass of uh NXT uh UK releases over the last couple days. I think they'll probably end up getting re signed when they rebrand to NXT Europe, but we'll see. So, are they like going to tour Europe more than just like the UK? Or? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to encompass like all of Europe. I mean, to be fair, anyway, like, not all the people that are on NXT UK are from the UK anyway. Okay. So yeah. it really doesn't matter. I mean, uh, hell. You had I mean, hell. The, the fucking NXT UK tag champs are some, like, hillbilly Mississippi guys. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, them. but. Like, Whitney wanna, like, like if you're a fan of NXT UK and then like you're in like a city that might not get them as often now because they're touring Europe, you might be a little upset, right? Yeah, I mean well, that's true. It's true. Well, then it opens up like a wide array of um uh, cities and stuff for them to actually hit throughout going throughout all of Europe. Yeah, I guess like if you're in like Germany, you can be excited, like, oh yeah, look at fucking NXT. Germany. But if you're if you're like, I don't know any like UK small town. If you're in like Liverpool or something, you might be upset. Like, man, we're not gonna get NXT as often. Yeah. The other thing I yeah. heard too is uh, I don't I saw it someone post about it I wasn't sure I didn't really look into it but so um, on NXT this week um, you know Braun Baker won against uh, uh, fucking Devlin I don't fucking remember his name JD McDonough and uh, Tyler Bate came out there with the title the NXT UK title and apparently on UK TV they haven't even started the, the tournament yet. They haven't started the tournament yet? No. So, <laughs> they messed that up. <laughs> no, apparently. That's awesome. 
because uh, I remember Dragunov got injured. So he yeah. had uh, relinquish it, and they apparently haven't started it. I, I saw someone post it. I mean, I haven't looked into it, but I'm, I have no doubt it's probably true. Seems like something they'd do. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Not surprised. Oh, all right. So sticking with NXT, um, we saw SmackDown this week. Actually, tonight SmackDown has recorded every week on Friday. Um, uh, Toxic Attraction taking the place of um, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark due to um, Zoe Stark's injuries in the uh, Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. With that and like with NXT last week with um, space top those Escobar with uh, Escobar losing and being banned from NXT. So eventually we'll see him on the main roster. Um, who else on the NXT roster do you guys think is deserving to be moved up to Raw or SmackDown? Uh, I want to be Mr. Captain Obvious. Uh, and say, uh, let's go ahead and complete the club on and call up your boy, Sokoa. I can yeah. see that one. I think he, I think he fit in pretty well on the SmackDown brand with his, uh, his brethren in the bloodline. And that would give him a chance to learn more too, uh, especially from his brothers and from, uh, Roman. And then being under the tutelage of Paul Heyman definitely would not. Well, I mean, he, he, he wouldn't learn nothing from Roman. I uh, could learn something from his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking you learn from Romans how to do a shitty ass Superman punch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty I much. I'd say, ooh. <sighs> That's. That's uh that's the crazy thing about the bloodline. Like on one end of the no, spectrum, you get the most electric, you get the most electrifying move in sports entertainment, and then you get the dumbest move in all sports entertainment. <laughs> Same bloodline. I'm not oh. talking about the fucking think face. That was cool. I'm talking about the sprint punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, Garrett, who do you, who would you pick if you were able to pick someone to move uh, up to the main roster? So, so I have a guy that has not been on NXT in quite some time, and uh, he's Is he still signed. Yeah, he's someone the that we all love on the podcast, all three of us, and uh, I'd like to see him go to the moon. Cameron grabs. Oh yeah, let's make Raw and SmackDown grimy. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> I say I if he gets caught up though, and they change his name, change it back to Trevor Lee. Uh they'll probably keep the Cameron Grimes name because it's trademarked. And I'm just saying, like, I'd rather have him go back to Trevor Lee too, but like they got that trademark, so. I know, but they'll fucking they'll just like change his name to Grimes, and then it just be Grimes and not Cameron Grimes. Well, they, they keep it Cameron Grimes. Like, like Triple H is going to drop like first names on there. He's not Vince, who's got an issue remembering two names. So, I mean, 
True. Like honestly, like why would I'd, why would we drop like Apollo Crews and call him Apollo or like Mustafa Ali and call him Ali? Like is it all because of, like Vince couldn't remember like two names or couldn't remember to call him those names? Like I think he just thought that one name sounded better. Yeah. He's getting seen out in his old age anyway. So but yeah, I would definitely agree with that. With uh, Solo Sokoa, uh, Cameron Grimes. I'm trying to think. Like, um, I'm really hoping the rest of Legado del Fantasma goes up with Escobar, because that just makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else on NXT that I'd like to see move up. Uh, Broad Breaker is the obvious one. Yep. Uh, eventually, he's going to go up there. They already pulled up LA Knight. Sure. Hey, I mean, talk. there's not really any women because a lot of the women are kind of like. It's not because they already. Yeah, because they already pulled up EO. Yeah. Um, Indy. Indy Hartwell. Yeah, that would be one. I think once they get uh, Loomis rolling on there, bring, which, in, bring Indy up. Which. Um. Uh, on the NXT this week, uh, we did get a little bit of that when Andy Hartwell got a letter from the, uh, that said index. That said uh, index forever. <laughs> I was excited when I saw that clip. I was like, yay! Index. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that same aspect... They've been, we've seen some main roster talent head back down to NXT to kind of help that talent out as well or help boost ratings. Uh, with like Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles, uh, most recently Apollo Crews. If there's anyone on the main roster now that you would move to NXT to help kind of elevate some of the talent down there, who would you bounce over to NXT? Carolyn, what you got? I don't know. I'm trying to think because I'm not like all for like just sending somebody to NXT. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody that would like benefit there. Like you know what I'm saying? Because like Finn Balor well, went back. I mean, yeah. I mean, because because you look at what they did. Yeah, with Finn sending him back. Um, uh, Tyler Breeze. And uh, Fandango, when they sent Brizongo back to NXT, um, even even that one stint, that short stint that they sent Tyler Breeze back to NXT for a solo run. So I'm so, not, I mean, I'm not sending them. Both of them. I, I got somebody in mind, but I'm not sending them back to NXT. But I'm sending them to NXT to make them better. Uh, and that would be uh, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yes. I wholeheartedly agree with that one. <laughs> that is um, actually one of my big picks was to send Dom to NXT. Uh, I mean, honestly, if Logan Paul is a better wrestler than you are and your father's one of the most famous luchadors in the world, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, half of AEW's undercard is better than Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I don't think it's a, like so. People and this is like goes with the Logan Paul thing. 
which Logan Paul had a pretty good match. I'm not going to say like he didn't, but he does benefit from being a celebrity and people thinking he can't do some of those moves. But, uh, but you said a lot of times with like, like, uh, backyard guys on like TikTok and stuff, you can hit fucking every move imaginable. The, the biggest thing is actually like constructing it into like a match and kind of telling a story and like you know oh, having you mean, a match you mean something yeah. something the young bucks can't do yeah 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 like anybody <laughs> can anybody can get in there and you know do a hundred somersaults uh i mean Rey mysterio was really good at it like he could hit the all these like cool luchador moves and stuff like that but like what Rey mysterio has over you know some of these other guys, like the Young Bucks and stuff, is like he can actually have that flow in the match and have it look good actually, rather than tell just the story like, as he's doing it too. Yeah, instead of just you know, I'm gonna hit every move I know type thing. Yeah, I mean that's essentially what you get with the AEW roster, honestly. Yeah, but that's what Dominic needs to work on. He needs to hone in the like ability to work. He could do that in NXT, and he don't have to worry about like being paired with someone else. That's like way of, like because right now he looks bad because he's like in matches with people that can actually wrestle and are like pretty good. So then he looks like the odd man out. Whereas in NXT, he could you know be on the level playing field with other people as he develops. Yeah. I agree. I think I think a lot of the wrestling community actually agrees with that. I guess you're looking at a kid that's been like given and like pretty much a main roster spot without going through like NXT, all because of you know his dad being Rey Mysterio, and like that that's probably the reason why they got Mysterio back was you know Dominic goes goes with me onto Raw, so we can tag together, we can do this, we can do that. Yeah. So whereas like when you look at we look at someone no, like, like who, yeah, who punched her ass in NXT to get to where she is. Yeah. But to be fair, though, there's other wrestlers that that's done that. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, Eddie Guerrero got his position because of his family. And Rey Mysterio, you know, as Rey Mysterio Jr., there's already another Rey Mysterio. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he's got, he got some work and he started early too, like you know, Rimstero. I think when he started off in like WCW, DCW's like cruiserweights. They were he's like damn near like just turned eighteen. He yeah, might have he started. He started training what when he was like thirteen. Yeah, he, tra- he oh. Yeah, he was younger because like I think like in like Mexico and places, uh, you can wrestle like and then independent promotions. They don't really give a fuck. You can wrestle like fourteen, fifteen. As long as, yeah. you know, you get in the ring and don't tell nobody. I mean, he trained with the Guerrero family. As well as um, Rey Mysterio Sr. Or yeah. the original Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Well, I think this is his uncle. It technically what it says. Yeah. He, he wrestled as Rey Mysterio Jr. And then he dropped the Jr. And he went to the Yep, because Vince said there was no Rey Mysterio in WWE, so you are Rey Mysterio. 
Yeah. Vince and his weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh Garrett, who'd you who do you think would benefit from uh running NXT? I, I, it's it's sad because I've been trying to think of someone, but I've really only had like a song stuck in my head and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh I don't know. Maybe Sammy Zane. He's not doing anything on the main roster. He can win the beat Brown Baker. Fuck it. He's not on the main roster? Nah, he's just a bitch boy for Roman Reigns. He needs to get away yeah, from uh, being a bitch boy. That's probably one, like, one, of the best things, one of the best things that SmackDown has running right now. Yeah, nah. Like, the, the dynamic between Roman and Sammy is pretty good. Nah. He doesn't need to be a bitch boy. He's better than that. I I agree. I think Sammy's a phenomenal talent. He's coming to his own quite a bit over the last um year or so. I don't know. Kara's thinking nobody. He looked Lacey Evans. Maybe she needs to go back. She sucks anyway. Where's she? Like, she just like disappeared. She like which Comes, Literally came back for like three she weeks. Comes back, just like disappeared. She, she disappears and just don't know what happened to her. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's somebody they just need to let go and just cut ties with. She's definitely not a, a quote unquote needle mover. Nope. Yeah, no, nah, she's not going to sell tickets, but. No. She's a good look at sometimes. Uh, that's. Pretty much the only reason why she'll get kept around. Like in all honesty, um, I don't know. Like I agree with Carl uh, Dominic going down there. That was, like I said, that was my big biggest one. There's really not anybody else on the main roster that I could see. Like as far as like maybe reinvigorating their career, um, Apollo being down there has been helpful for him. Uh, trying to think, like, who hasn't been on TV in a while that could probably. Damn. And uh, a new day, send all three of them. <laughs> send all three of them uh, to, to NXT. <laughs> um, I was I was said the Viking Raiders prior to uh, Triple H taking over, since they now they don't look like a freaking joke anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think Dominic's gonna have to be gonna have to be my choice too on that one. Let's see, the biggest one—that's the one that sticks out the most. Oh, all right, good stuff there. The NXT um, hits keep coming though. Um, SmackDown—we got through. We talked a little bit about this last week. The return of Hit Row. Um, Sands, uh, uh, Swerve, obviously. Um, curious, like, what are your guys' thoughts on Hit Row coming back without Swerve? I mean, they'll be fine. I mean, they'll probably lose kind of the, uh, the mic skills, but, I mean, yeah, the other, I mean, they all can wrestle, so that's not the problem. Eh, I don't know. I, just, I don't know if I like it without Swerve. Yeah, Swerve, I think... 
having them come in, um, top dollar and Ashanti coming in as a tag team, I thought Swerve was going to give them a chance to shine a little bit more because most of the hit row was pretty, like I said, it was centered around Swerve. And that was the focal point. We didn't really get to see top dollar and Ashanti um, really showcase their in ring ability. Is either at ringside with Swerve or, you know, cutting promos with them and like they didn't really get to wrestle a whole lot. But with um, it looks like Triple H is trying to beef up the tag division anyway. Um, especially putting Monday Night Raw, we saw, uh, is it Ricochet and or not Ricochet? Uh, Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, yeah. Um, starting to tag together. Not really a fan of the random throw these guys together thing, but if we're all going to go to two hours, that's going to be the best way to showcase the talent is by putting them together as tag teams. But that was a pretty good matchup between the two of them. But mm-hmm. except with um, Hit Row coming in SmackDown, helping build up the tag division there and build these guys up. And it just gives like some more options to put against the Usos. Yep. And then plus they did it right too by bringing BFAB back because when they called them up, oh, yeah. left BFAB behind. Like you can't do that. You need BFAB. You know, I mean, that would almost be like that would be a worse thing than like not having Swerve. Is like if you didn't have B Fab, then it don't would call him up, you know? Yeah, that'd be like calling up, um, bring up Legato del Fantasma without Electra Lopez. Yeah, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to see what Hit Row is going to do. They did when they interrupted the uh, Maximal Male models this week. Yep. To get a little bit of funny. a feud between the two of them. So that should be fun. Uh, let's see. We want some WWE stuff here. We had some more Dexter Loomis on Raw. Um, looks like the last couple of weeks he's been uh, targeting AJ Styles, or at least popping up during AJ Styles' matches. So, yeah. um, you guys thoughts on that? Title. U.S. title. It could be Styles versus Loomis in the future. Ah, I'm down for that. I'd love it. The promos alone would be awesome. Well, on Styles' behalf, um, just finding like random drawings like in his locker or something. Entertaining. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of entertaining, KO and Drew McIntyre. Yep. Aside from that awesome. match and this promo was amazing. Mm-hmm. A lot of amazing promo work, especially with a KO. Uh, I had a lot of people uh, that I talked to this week that um, found out were wrestling fans um, uh, that I work with at the store asked me about uh, McIntyre. And they're like, I didn't think McIntyre could go like that on the mic. I was like, well, that's what happens when you let people go and actually, you know, break away from like, you know, a scripted type promo. Or yeah. give him like a little bit more free reign on the mic. I was like, yeah, McIntyre's... I mean, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was, good. I was gonna say, like, McIntyre's promos, like, in Impact and, um, you know, was it, um, ICW over in Scotland or UK? Mm-hmm. It was I- ICW, right? Yeah, 
Um, like his promos were fire. Like the dude can yeah. actually the dude can go on the bike. They just yeah. really didn't really like loosen up the reins a little bit, so like so to speak, without just uh, let him be free and do what he wants, and then you know say what he needs to get across and hit the bullet points. So. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty good on uh, like promos and stuff. My only beef with him is the whole fucking Highlander fucking Braveheart bullshit that he does. Sword's gone. Sword's gone. Sword's gone. Like you came out on Raw, no sword, nothing for that match with KO. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I would love if they just brought back his old music. Or his 10A music. Uh, Yeah, that too. I liked his old WWE music. I thought it was really good. That's probably like one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Couple of uh big returns over the last couple of weeks. Um, last week we saw CM Punk return, uh, which of course was a uh, direct result of Triple H's creative control. Um, uh, bringing back a few people. Tony Khan, I think, is just uh he in his pants a little bit because he doesn't know what to do. Um, hence the return of Kenny Omega this week. Which was uh, pretty lackluster, in my opinion. I don't think he was ready to ready to return to the ring yet. Just the way he he looked in that match, he did not look a hundred percent. But guess well, what? He ain't wrestled in a while. His theme music's been in my head for like the last thirty minutes. <laughs> I just oh, I know he hasn't wrestled in a while, but like he just doesn't look like. Like he like still don't look like he was a hundred percent. He like a step and a half off. Yeah. No. We'll we'll see as the uh, this tournament continues and they. I mean, the worst part of it all is we get fucking Don Callis back. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never really was a fan of Don Callis. I don't think anybody was. You know, we had Cyrus and then. The jackal for the truth commission, like all that stuff. Like he's been around quite a while. Like I, yeah, I, just... I know he's part of um, Impact's like management team. I don't. Know, I think he's part of like creative or something, or so around there. I know he's part of like the office for Impact. Um, uh, is he? Because I don't know if he is anymore. I thought he still was. I thought that was like a work uh, thing. So. Uh, uh, I don't know. Unless, he, unless he did actually leave Impact and now he's under contract with um, AEW. But I don't know. Um, yeah. Overall, like that match, I didn't. The match wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that six man set, that trio's match or whatever. So it wasn't like really bad, but it just like Omega just didn't look like Omega. So. Yeah. It was the compression shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fresh shirt, the brace that he had on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just didn't look like he was ready to return. And I think that was a res- And again, I think this is a result of like the ratings declining for AEW and Tony Khan trying to do something to get things to spike back up. Yeah. I do um, hope that uh, uh, Adam Cole and them. Uh, make him lose. I yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see them with the trio titles. Honestly, 
Yeah, me neither. I think that would make a better storyline. I would really, I think this is the prime time to do something with the Dark Order. And I'm really, I'm really sick of my guns that it's going to be the Bucks and whoever the mystery partner was, which ended up being Omega. Like, I really think it's going to be the Bucks and Omega against the Dark Order in the, the finals. Like, I don't, the other side of the, the tournament with like the trust busters and the best friends and the dark order. Um, and the house it was the house of black. Um, was the house of black. Was uh, maybe. Okay. I think what I think it is the house of black. That's wrestling the dark order. Um, I could really see like Darby Allen and Sting getting involved in that match or at least, you know, Darby Allen, Sting, and um, Miro getting involved and cost in the House of Black the match and the Dark Order picking up the win on that one. Just to move them into the finals. And then, like, they'll end up against, like, probably the Trust Busters. And then they'll end up possibly moving past them. Um, it just, it makes sense. That team, that team has been there for God knows for, since the beginning, and they haven't really done anything with them since Brody passed. Aside from like kind of sticking them with Hangman for a little bit. But. Oh, all right. Uh, next week, uh, apparently, Tony Khan made the awesome decision of moving Moxley and Punk from the pay per view to next week's Dynamite. Uh, from what I hear, from what I hear, they're saying that the plan is to still have them at all out. So I don't know if well, they're just gonna wrestle twice, or if you know it's gonna end in some kind of disqualification, or or what. Well, I mean, the way Tony Khan books his shows, it'll probably end in some sort of double count out or giant brawl or something is there a time is there a time limit on it maybe they'll go time uh, i'm sure it will but yeah that's what i heard i heard that that, that they still plan to uh, have them uh wrestle at all out even though they're doing the unification i don't want to see it twice though like the promos between like the promo work between mox and punk wednesday made me want to buy the pay-per-view mm-hmm. now you're giving me the match for free on dynamite next week well so, what if they have like a regular match but then the pay-per-view like it comes to some kind of like draw and then moxley's like hey let's make it like a hardcore like barbed wire table death match or death match your death match or Exploding well, I mean, that, ring match or something. That falls in line with every match that Moxley has. Like, I'm surprised this one's not like a no DQ match. I know, but ha, ha, when's the last time you see CM Punk being like a hardcore match and having people will tune in to see CM Punk and uh, like actual, the last like, our last match he wrestled? <laughs> the uh, that strap well, match with with MJF. That was a that was a strap match though. That's not hardcore. Yeah, but they beat the shit out of each other with everything. That's fucking, though. 1993 fucking <laughs> WCW. The match is awesome. The real question I have is why does CM Punk have a problem with everybody? I because he's fucking CM Punk. He has a problem with everybody. It's the best in the world. When you're the best, you got a problem with everybody. <laughs> mm. 
a majority of everybody. And it, like, who the hell is reporting this stuff anyway? Like, I literally watched a uh, TikTok video of a guy burning his CM Punk shirt over internet rumors. I was like, it's fucking a, it, <laughs> Even if he does have a problem, it's probably fucking the work. Like, to be honest, more than likely. So, mm, I mean, I know that, everybody gets tired of everybody know. saying everything's a work, but yeah, I don't know. Hard. CM Punk seems like kind of a hole that have a problem with somebody. I mean, yeah. he's a douche, but most of your the best wrestlers are douches. Like Shawn Michaels is a douche. Michaels. Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. is a douche. Steve Austin, like much as I love, much as I love him, there are some people that think he's a douche because he wouldn't work with certain people. Honestly, I think the only like top guy that I've never heard anything negative said about is Savage. Like, uh, when it comes to, I've heard people. But I've. I don't recall anything like really bad with Savage, like not wanting to work with people or not wanting to help people get over or anything like that. So, oh, no, he, I mean, he was uh, down. He was down for working with people. Like most of yeah. the stuff I heard on him, that was like personal stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know it's kind of like fucked up with Elizabeth. So, yeah. Um, just his like overall possessiveness and abusiveness towards her. But I mean, but. He also got her job in WCW, and like they weren't even like they weren't even together anymore. No, yeah. like you still look out for her regardless. So. But um, yeah, that whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, punk is punk. Like that's like we know we all know his reputation. So I mean, that's the way it is. Yep. But people are like, oh, you know, punk's not getting his way. Blah blah blah. I was like, you mean he's not getting his way? Like, he's freaking AEW world champion. He got injured. Like, the day, like, the dynamite after he won the title. So, I mean, what do you expect him to do? We haven't really got Comes to see back, him. So. calls someone out for no reason. Well, I think, I think I they want to position him as a heel anyways to where he can very... Or where I think I don't know. You think uh, um, Omega go back chase? Yeah. I with them that reaction that he got, like Omega is going to be faced. The Bucks are going to be faced. Um, especially going up because you know they're going to build towards undisputed elite. Yeah. With the the elite versus undisputed elite, like it's going to happen. Um. I will say, uh, we got Michael Nakazawa back. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently, he's been with Omega this entire time. Oh, man. Awesome. Um, NWA, Billy Corgan actually announced a women's television title. And, uh, no, no, all they gotta do is get on television. Corgan said, you know, are we really a um you know all encompassing company? Are we do we really have the opportunity the same opportunities for the women that the men do? He's like, is our television title our television title, is it a women's title, is it a men's title, like is it both? 
He's like, really don't have women wrestling men. That's not something that we do in the NWA. So it only made sense for us to create the NWA women's television title just to give like equal opportunity to the women on our roster. Um, I think Corgan is doing the right things for the right reasons. Like all honesty. So, yeah. Um, it's not just for the sake of having these titles to not do anything with, because you know, once they introduce a title, they're going to do stuff with it and they're going to build storylines around it. Um, yeah. Same thing with they did when they brought in the, the women's tag titles. Um, the Hex defended those titles all the time. Um, yeah. It's Kylan King and I uh, can't remember who the hell the other, uh, other half of the women's tag champions are right now that beat the Hex. I just, uh, NWA is the one that got hit the hardest with like COVID. They were like on a roll there for a minute. Like, they were. Uh, and then, yeah. like, all that momentum they built up and then COVID hit and it just, it just killed them. But I think they've yeah. done a pretty good job of rebounding. Um, yeah. Coming, like, sure, coming back from all that COVID stuff and, um, put out some really good shows. NW73, NWA73 was awesome last year. We got NWA74 coming up. Um, relatively soon they weren't doing another empower this year but we do get two nights of nw of um nwa wrestling at the chase again so well mickey james retired right um i don't know if she like officially and she was supposed to announce that she was gonna retire she did yeah she's on i think she she officially retired she like said i'm done Uh, I don't believe it. She said she's gonna stay home and and fuck her husband and be a hardcore country. <laughs> Record more songs of Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. She's gonna she'll be back at some point. She ain't gonna stay away for long. Uh, let's see. Oh, Shawn Michaels got promoted. You remember y'all hear about that? Yes. Yep. He's the was the assistant um talent the regional manager. scout or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> He's like vice president of talent. Oh, uh, the I talent relations or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good good thing. Oh, um, NWA also announced the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. So apparently they have a world tag title and a U.S. tag title now. Uh, I don't uh, know, WCW is, uh, had that at one point. Yeah, Wait, so pretty much this, it says the... This, see, this is what I don't understand, Chris. It's Carl Bitches complains that? about titles, but when it comes to NWA, he loves them all. I don't get it. I didn't well, say was, I loved it. I didn't say I loved it. But they actually, I was just saying they had it in WCW. Yeah, they actually mentioned on here it was once the WCW United States Tag Team Championships. So they're being revived. Uh, new champions will be determined in a battle royal on night two of NWA 74. Um, the following teams are now are participating. It's Gold Rush, so it's Jordan Clearwater, Clearwater and Marche Rocket. Uh, the Miserably Faithful, which is uh, 
Sal the Pal and Gags the Gimp will be the two involved in that match. <laughs> oh God. Oh man, I want I want the miserably faithful to win just so Sal and Gags the Gimp can be tag champs. <laughs> uh you have the now, which is um Hale Collins and Vic Delucia's. The ill begotten, uh, which will be Alex Taylor and Jeremiah Plunkett. Rough and Ready, which is Devin Graves and Deontay. The Fixers, um, Hawks Ari, uh, the Country Gentlemen, and Team Ambition. Be the rest of the teams that make up that uh, set up there. Uh, we have NWA Women's Invitational, which is now the Burke Invitational. Uh, so night one for the gauntlet match following names are announced for that one. It's Samantha star, um, which is, um, Samantha star is, um, Jake, the snake Roberts niece, uh, oh, Kylan okay. King, Tootie Lynn, and, uh, Missing. Rock and Robin, Rock and Robin's daughter or something there. Or... I don't know if she's rock and Robin's daughter, but I know she's, um, I know she's Jake's niece. Um, Garrett, oh, you and I actually blood, saw her. By blood or marriage? Yeah. Uh, blue, by blood. I guess. Um, she was at that uh, Masters of Ring Entertainment show that you and I have volunteered at. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Kind of figured. That's okay. Um, so, Samantha Star, Kylan King, Tootie Lynn, Missa Kate, Maxie <laughs> Impaler, uh, Mad, Maddie Renkowski. <laughs> Uh, Angelina Love, Genocide, and Natalia Markova. So, um, I, I think that they're going to give the win to this one to Angelina Love. Honestly, I don't see anything for the uh, oh wow, so. Gags the Gimp and Sal the Pal are wrestling a couple of times this weekend for this event. They're in a uh, Beelzebub's Bedlam match. A what? Beelzebub's Bedlam match. So see, uh, I'm sure it's something. It's probably something James Mitchell named. I mean, it sounds like that. So it's Judas. Sal the Pal and Gags the Gimp taking on the Ill Begotten. So Ill Begotten's going double duty as well. <laughs> oh man. Matt Cardona's wrestling. Uh, Bully Ray is going to wrestle Mike Knox. Bully uh, Ray? Thomas, yeah, Bully Ray. Ray. Yep. Uh, Homicide. Nope. Homicide is defending the World Junior Heavyweight Championship against Kerry Morton. Oh, shit, I forgot Jared. about this one. Camille. Camille is defending the NWA um, women's title against Taya Valkyrie. Oh, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. That should be an amazing matchup. That's night one. Uh, night two is Trevor Murdoch defending the world title against Tyrus. Not sure how I feel about that one. Nick Aldis taking on Flip Gordon. What, what is Bruno? What's I was trying to ask you, is this the NWA 74? What is this? Yeah, this is NWA 74. So this is at the end of the month. Well, I thought all this wanted thing for the world championship. 
I don't know. Um, no, that was um he he wrestled um Trevor Murdoch when they crowned the uh, the new when Trevor Murdoch won the title. No, but they did a tournament not that long ago that they put like Mike Knox in because he got like a bye and all this ended up winning. The race, the race of the chase. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened. It was um Brian Myers and Nick Aldis. Uh, Tyrus has a thing next to his name here. Let's see. They don't have a snuffle up against match. Yeah. It's not a match. Yeah, I don't see what happened because it's it's uh Trevor Murdoch versus Tyrus. Interesting. So I don't know what happened with that. So I think Tyrus actually had a championship opportunity for um Depending uh which title. Yeah, I think yeah, defending the the television title. So he probably, I think he may have been the first one to actually defend it seven times. Um, yeah. So maybe that's what the uh, the thing was because it was um, Mike Knox. He got the bye in the first round, and it was Adonis versus Latimer, Myers versus the Pope, and then Aldis versus Storm. Right, and then Aldis ended up Aldis winning that. But I don't think he ever got yeah. the chance, title shot. I don't think so. No, because it's um because then he went on to face Brian Myers, and then it was uh, Mike Knox versus Tom Latimer. So, but I don't know where the um. No, the no, 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 no. It ended up being a fatal four way between Mox, Knox, it Latimer, was... Myers, and Aldis. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I see it because they and all, then Aldis yeah, won that. Aldis won it. Yeah. So how do we go from Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch to Trevor Murdoch versus Tyrus? I don't know. I was wondering. Unless maybe like Tyrus was like, hey, I defended my title. I get my shot. And they gave him the shot first. Uh, that could be. Uh-huh. Might be. Or maybe did uh, Trevor Murdoch and Nicholas ever had like a stipulation where it was like you can't challenge for the title or something? Nope. It's Trevor Murdoch lifted that from uh, Tim Storm. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But... I don't know. Honestly, I haven't watched. I haven't been able to watch NWA. I don't know what's going on. My um, fight TV thing. Like I'm still being charged for it, but it doesn't show me. Like it tells me I don't have any active subscriptions. Weird. Yeah. And I keep forgetting that they drop it on YouTube at the end of the week. So. Yeah, it comes on Fridays. Yeah. Right. Well, but either way, the NWA 74 looks pretty solid for overall for a card. Ah, uh, all right. Lots of cool stuff there. Um, I do have a flashback look here, but let's um. Talk some enhancement talent. Oh, the job squad, the jobbers of the world. 
Um, notice they've been being used quite frequently the last few weeks since Triple H has been in charge of uh, pretty much creative for WWE and putting together the shows. Um, we've seen them with the Viking Raiders, um, like a couple other teams um, for the enhancement talent, squash. So my question is, how do you guys feel about the jobbers being utilized again? I mean, jobbers are, are there for a reason. And me pay me. <laughs> Got to have somebody that can willingly get paid to get destroyed by Goldberg. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, with I like seeing like people, people be jobbers. It's pretty cool. Say, like, Carl, I heard you were a jobber back in the day. Mm-hmm. For Sable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So with the, with that, um, who is the GOAT of the jobbers? Greatest jobber of all time. I think it comes down to two people. And it depends on if you're old school or Old school, but not as old as the old school. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, uh, it comes down to the Brooklyn Brawler and Gilbert. I think. Brooklyn Brawler and Gilbert? Yeah. I'd, I'd probably throw Barry Horowitz in there, too. Uh, I, I don't know. Really? Well, if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that, then goddamn, I'm just gonna go and say that the best one ever of all time came out of fucking uh, Nashville, Memphis promotion, Memphis Nashville promotion. How are you gonna say it? It's Tony Falk. Tony Falk. Tire <laughs> <laughs> irons and waffles. Waffles and tires. <laughs> Tony Falk. Oh man, I didn't think about it, like. You watch, like, if you go back and watch Superstars or, like, early Monday Night Raws, like, some of the, the biggest jobber names that you saw on there, like the Brooklyn Brawler. Um, but, and then Barry Horowitz. Uh, of course, Dwayne Gill will pop up every now and then. But then, like, can we call Dwayne Gill a jobber? Because he technically won a title. Yeah, but he his main job was the job. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you want to do that, then uh, you want something. Technically, uh, Scott Taylor uh, was a jobber until he fucking tag team with Brian Christopher. Oh, yeah, that's true. Scotty too hotty. Yeah. So would that make him the best jobber? Because then he fucking won tag team titles. Didn't they win tag team titles? Or no. Maybe not. Maybe they didn't win tag team titles. They should have the uh, too cool. I don't remember them winning the tag yeah. titles. Um, if they did, it might have been Rikishi and someone. Rikishi and one of the two, like when Scotty Too Hotty and Rikishi tag together. Yeah. Not a uh, Brown Christopher. That might have been like the, like the one thing. Um. Yeah, 
I just remember a lot of like '90s wrestling, like early '90s, like freaking Barry Horowitz and his like self yeah. pat on the back thing, and um, yeah. the Brooklyn I Brawler. Think but then the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler is kind of like a classic because he's like he versed just about everybody. Yeah, he fought everybody. Um, didn't he have that um that match? Was it with Ricky Steamboat, where Steamboat had like the alligator, and Brooklyn Brawler had like a possum or something? <laughs> was that? Or I'm thinking like know. Bad News Brown. I think it was Bad News Brown. I know Brooklyn I don't know. Brawler had something. It was like weird. Yeah. I remember one time when I was in New York, he came out like a, a Boston Brawler, just so he went in there. So they went cheer him. <laughs> oh man, it's awesome. Oh, I love it. Enhancement talent are so much fun because you get names like Bobby Salsa <laughs> and the Goon. Yeah, I don't know. Gilbert, is he like Orange Cassidy before Orange Cassidy? Like. Dorky did come up to the ring, sat, crowd killed for him. It's because his gimmick was so stupid. Yeah, I, I'd give you that one. <laughs> all right, do you want to know what Bleacher Report has as the all-time best uh, jobber? Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mike Sharp, really? Sharp. I guess maybe if you're in the like nobody don't have like a good get I guess like for him like he didn't have a gimmick either. Back on my call, he just like a regular guy in tights. So, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's he's pretty bland like. Yeah. A guy called so there was a guy called Special Delivery Jones. That's awesome. Yeah, SD Jones, man. He actually got an action figure. Got two of them in Did the he? old LJN series. Yeah. Do you have them or no? I do not. Actually, I think they did a uh, Jack's um, Jack's hit a classic superstars figure of them too. I think he's got mm. three total. Oh, you failed, Chris. Yeah, his, only... uh, uh Go ahead. What are you saying, Carl? Oh, I just said he failed, Chris, as the collector. Oh, I'm sorry. They get one of the three figures. <laughs> yeah, his um, his LJN had two different shirts. There was a red shirt and then like a yellow and blue like Hawaiian print shirt. Um, I think those actually. Yeah, I think those so are the only the... two pictures that he had. So Brooklyn Baller is not on the list, Garrett, at yeah, all. He was... He was number two. Like right. two? Yeah. Uh where is uh where is Gilbert? Gilbert wasn't on the list. Gilbert wasn't on no, the list? No. Not even like Dwayne Gill? Uh uh-uh. uh. Wow. So do, do, you me read, do you want me to read this list off to you? How many is on it's the only, list? There's only eleven on the list. It's oh, top okay. I don't know why it's eleven. It's a random thing. It says the absolute best wrestling jobbers of all time. And this is the article. It's back in 2012. So uh, that helped. 
Number 11 was Rocky King. Number 10 was the Italian Stallion. Ah, uh, Italian Stallion. Number 9 yeah. is Tom Stone. Number 8 is Jim Powers. Number Jim 7. Powers. Yep. Number 7 is Pete Doherty. Number six, the only tag team on the list, the Mulkey Brothers. The what? The Mulkey Brothers. Mulkey? Yeah, spelled M-U-L-K-E-Y. I don't know if I ever heard of them. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Uh, let's see. They get... They get a special distinction because of the comical gimmick slapped upon them at the apex of Hulk Hogan's run in the 1980s. The Crockett brothers turned jobbing brothers, Randy and Bill, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't need their life history. I just don't know who they are. So they're Crockett's, couldn't hack it, and then got turned into jobbers. Correct. Number five was SD Jones. Number four is Leaping Lanny Poof. I don't, I don't know how you'd say that. Leaping Lanny Poffo. Poffo, sure. Poffo. <laughs> <laughs> he said Poof. That's, that's, um, Macho Man's brother. Genius. Yeah, Macho oh. Man's brother, the genius. <laughs> that's funny. Leaping uh, Lanny Poffo is going by. Poffo. Number three is Barry Horowitz. Number two is Steve Lombardi. And number one is the one I said earlier. There must be like some New York guys or something that came up with it. Probably. Oh, you weren't too far off. Brooklyn Brawler, um, Barry Horowitz. So. Yeah, I mean it was mainly like what WWE guys. Yeah, I mean they from like the eighties. Jobbed at WCW too, though. So. Oh, Remember Barry Horowitz? Yeah, Barry Horowitz jumped to WCW. Uh, I don't think the brawler did. I think he pretty much stayed with WWE. But uh, yeah. I remember seeing Barry Horowitz on WCW Saturday Night jobbing out to like Hugh Morris and Goldberg. I and... pulled up a uh, Sports Illustrated one, and there's another name on here: uh, Salvatore Balomo. 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 Let's say Balomo. Did you go on? Would he be Salvatore Sincere? I don't, I don't know on here. All it says that made me laugh is it says the way ring announcer Howard Finkel would pronounce Belomo's name was just magical. It would always get you pumped to see him get squashed. <laughs> the way Howard Finkel announced anybody was magical. He's <laughs> yeah. one of the greatest ring announcers. Rest in peace, Howard Finkel. <laughs> Pinky, 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 pinky. Some stuff. All right, enhancement talent. Let's um let's take a look back here at we've talked about celebrities in pro wrestling, um, and how they seem to be like raising the bar and the standard going forward. Um, you saw it with Bad Bunny. You see it with Logan Paul, um, Pat McAfee. One group of celebrities i don't know if you really want to call them celebrities like they're like z-list celebrities <laughs> unless you're amongst the um 
the juggalo fan base, I guess. Um, but to my go, I used to be an insane clown posse fan when I was younger. Uh, still listen to music oh, occasionally. Not you're like juggalo. hardcore, but he's a juggalo I, I and a be, juggalette. Used to be a juggalo, a recovered juggalo. <laughs> Chris has uh, face paint on his MySpace profile pic. Uh, the, there's probably one picture up there with me in face paint in my MySpace. Um, I used to paint my face as a clown quite a bit for Halloween and stuff. So. That's um, yeah. So I don't think they really get the love as most other celebrities do um, with the way that they ran through um, WWE, WCW, um, ECW. They also had a short stint impact. Um, ECW and Impact were mainly those like performers, not like wrestlers that are brought in to perform music. And then, you know, kind of got put into an angle, like a real quick angle for that show. And then that was it. Um, WWE, they were brought in because uh, they wanted to use, they wanted them to perform the Oddities theme song, um, which they did. And I, from what I've read via Wikipedia, um, is that they worked for WWF or WWE for free in yep. exchange for them airing commercials for their music, which WWF never aired. Yeah. Never yeah. aired a single one of their commercials. They jumped ship to WCW. <laughs> yeah, so they left for a little bit and then uh, went to WCW. Um, yeah. They actually had the a only, pretty solid run. In- the only match I could find for... The only like in ring match because like most of the time they just perform with the oddities and that's what I remember. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I could find for a match of them in WWE was them versus the Headbangers. That's like all they had. Um, yeah. Like they put them in a quick little feud with the Headbangers. Um, the Headbangers refused to sell for them and they literally kicked the shit out of of out of ICP uh, to the point where the the match actually got too physical between the two teams and they cut the program. Um, so there's actually one part in that match where they're supposed to, um, the clowns are supposed to flip, um, the headbangers into the ring, like over the rope. Yeah. Like they pull the rope. The guys are supposed to flip in. Uh, apparently the headbangers were refusing to do the spot. So like ICP actually had to physically grab them and throw them into the ring. Um, and then like, they're like all their blows and stuff, you know, they weren't like the, you know, the stage stuff. They're actually like punching and kicking each other, uh, yeah. during this matchup. So, so it got, it got pretty heated in there. I guess like the clowns weren't very well received in WWF's locker room at the time. Um, yeah. and they're also told to act, they're also told to act like they didn't know anything about wrestling. Um, which they, they knew how to take bumps and stuff like that. And they were just told not to, not to like, to basically act like they didn't know what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm. Then they turned on like the oddities. Yeah. Then they ended up turning on the oddities and joining in the headbangers. Joining the headbangers. Fucking assholes. Kind of, yeah, kind of weird. Cut Luna's, after that. They, cut, they cut Luna's hair. Yep. That was just. And then after that, they kind of they dipped because they weren't getting WWF wasn't holding their end of the bargain with the commercial, so they're like, yeah, we're done. Um, so that was like ninety seven, ninety eight, 
Um, mm-hmm. And they showed back up WCW from like 99 to 2000. Um, complete opposite of the run in WWF. Uh, two different groups. Uh, they're part of the Deadpool, uh, which um, both groups consisted of Vampiro. Uh, the Deadpool was Raven, Vampiro, and of course, the Quan Posse. And then the more popular group, the Dark Carnival, uh, which also had, like I said, Vampiro, but also brought in the Great Muda. Then they're uh, working on recruiting the uh, the demon, uh, the Kiss demon, into that group as well. Towards the end of the run on that one, but yeah, um, they want to have like feuds with um, the Filthy Animals, which goes like Ray Mysterio and Kidman. A lot of tag matches with them. They did like uh, eight man tags, yeah, eight man <laughs> tag matches with um <laughs> with three count and Tank Abbott. Uh, they're part yeah. when they're the dark carnival group um mike awesome who ended up power bombing shaggy on top of the uh, on top of his uh 70s guy bus and then shaggy and ended up slipping off. off the bus yeah yeah i watched that match i went back and watched some of the matches because like when we you brought it up I, I really like i don't know they never really stood out to me um yeah so I didn't remember too much. Like I said, I remember the them, you know, singing for the oddities. And at that point, I didn't even know who Insane Clown Posse was. Like I wasn't, uh, I could ever like a big music fan of Insane Clown Posse. So that was like my Here's, first introduction to the Insane Clown like Posse. Still who they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the group chat, you said ICP, and I was like, yeah, that's a problem. You should probably get checked out. <laughs> Uh, and then WCW, like I remember, like I didn't remember like the like the fifty fifty animal matches and all that. Like the only thing I really remembered when he said it, is I remember watching it. Uh, I think I seen the match when I was in Huntsville, Alabama, like staying with my aunt, and I was watching it. Um, it was uh, a match between them and Public Enemy. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I went back and watched it and I mean, there was nothing that was like great, like, oh shit, you had a scene, it. but it wasn't bad, yeah. bad either. Like it, but I mean, they, you think about, you think about how often they bring celebrities, celebrities in to do stuff like, yeah, Carl yeah. Malone was awesome. Like the short stint that he did. Uh, of course, Dennis Rodman did a pretty good job. Jay Leno, like, but these are like bigger name celebrities and or drawn more attention, but I feel like Insane Clown Posse actually came in and put in the work into these matches and had a pretty short stint, like a, a decent stint with WCW for that 99 to 2000 run. Um, and actually, you know, worked well with some of the, the talent that was there. Um, and of course, partnering with Vampiro was a great decision. Um, only thing I didn't like going back and watching it was having to watch the matches with Bird Mysterio without his mask. Yeah, it's like so freaking weird. He always <laughs> creeps me out every time I see him. He looks like you know, like he looks like his daughter looks a lot like him. Like so, yeah. it's like imagining his daughter, like if she was a burn victim, like you know, she was like bald headed. <laughs> you know, her face was like a little deformed, like a little bit, like. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like Ray Rimsterio has like a touch of downs, maybe or something. I don't know. This looks a little weird. 
<laughs> oh man, that's messed up. So. <laughs> Oh man, they had a uh, Saint Colpossi made their WCW debut on Monday Nitro, August 9th, nineteen ninety nine, in a six man tag match. It was them and Vampiro? They defeated the team of Lash Larue, Norman Smiley, and Prince Ikea. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's someone we should talk about is Norman Smiley. One of these episodes. Yeah, they had a. Uh... They had that match, uh, one of the matches I watched had Eddie Guerrero in it. I'm like, this is probably why Eddie Guerrero left WCW. They had him fucking <laughs> wrestling ICP, fucking to open the show. Was that, that was um, World Wild 99. It was um, Mysterio Kidman and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, they won. I mean. Uh, continue us Monday Night Raw defeat or not uh, Monday Nitro, uh, Public Enemy one week and losing to Conan and Mysterio Jr. another. <laughs> then they wrestled him again. They wrestled uh, Mysterio, Guerrero, and Kidman again at Fall Brawl '99. Yeah. The only I think the only win they have is against Lenny and Lodi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, they also defeated three counts, so they got a couple wins. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, I don't think they, I don't think they defeated. I don't think they defeated three count. Didn't three count turn on Tank Abbott? So yeah, they turned on Tank Abbott. Yeah, and yeah. I think they um they pinned Tank Abbott for the win anyway. Yeah, the three count yeah. walk out still counts as a <laughs> W. <laughs> yeah, I just like. Like I mentioned in the group chat, like for some reason, their wrestling stuff has been popping up on my TikTok feed quite a bit. I was like, oh man, I forgot they did this. I forgot about this. You know, yeah. I remember watching this, forgot they did this. So I was like, yeah. I was like, they my, really didn't My, the, my the feed is always about old impact uh, shit. Old impact? Yeah. <laughs> I get, I get, either about I get aces and eights or uh, main event mafia. It's one of the two. It's never anything else. I, yeah, I get re- I get wrestling stuff, but I never got any ICP. Like on time, ICP like pops up in my feed is like it's like there are some people interviewing some Juggalo people. I don't know if they had a gathering here recently. Yeah, the whatever. gathering was um I think that's what it was because the gathering was a few weeks ago if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, now, one of uh one of our former coworkers from Target is like a big uh. ICP fan went to the the gathering. So, uh, okay, my brother he liked ICP there for a little while. I remember he had like one song that was kind of catchy that uh, was like "Homies, Homies." Oh, Homies, yeah. Juggalo. Yeah, that was yeah. That's when they're trying to. They're trying to that album. They're trying to get more radio play, so they're trying to make more like family, like more like radio friendly stuff on that one. So they're. Uh, they they weren't talk- that, yeah. They weren't talking about uh, riding around with trucks full of Bago and fat no, bitches or whatever. <laughs> Trunk full of Bago, car full of fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs> now I did drink a uh, did drink a lot of Fago. I mean, Fago was cheap as hell. I mean, yeah. 
You sell like 50 cents for, you know, a freaking 20 or 24 ounce. Yeah. And you said they're paying like a dollar 50 for Pepsi. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. that giving that Fago rock and lime all day, man. <laughs> I was like, I like that the regular cola. It was good. Yeah, the Fago cola was good. That was good. The uh, the orange Fago was pretty good. So. Yeah, it went too bad either. All the time. So shout out to Fago. Uh, if you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, let us know. Uh, but they they tried to distance themselves so much from that um, that juggle culture, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like not realizing that, like the people that were listening to that music were the ones that were actually like keeping them in business, <laughs> and still are keeping them in business now. <laughs> Because I'm sure Fago would have died out a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Good stuff there. I, if you're looking for some decent decent matches, like they weren't like super bad. They're entertaining mm-hmm. to watch. So, um, definitely check those out, especially the WCW stuff, like towards the end with like the Dark Carnival and all that. Um, I'm, I mean, not only that, but you, you get the Great Muda and Vampiro wrestling together. Like you can't. Can't go wrong with that at all. Yeah. And then they started their own promotion. That the uh the Juggalo Championship Wrestling, which is the only way they could get a title. Yeah. But they never won it was always it was just the tag titles. Like they didn't win the any of like the singles titles. Well Vampire uh Vampiro was the champion. Yeah, Vampiro was their cha- I think it was their first champion. All right, uh, you guys ready for this week's overrated, underrated, just let, just rightly rated? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start this one off hot here, fresh off um, return and victory on this week's dynamite. Kenny Omega. Underrated. <laughs> you think underrated? Uh, I would say rightly rated. Right, I I agree with you on that one. Rightly rated. But my opinion doesn't count on this because this is strictly for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, well, you are full of shit. He's underrated. (laughs) He's. I I say, (laughs) I say, like his work as a heel in AW hasn't been that great. But as far as like uh, like wrestler like performer, he he's pretty good. Yeah. Like I've never seen a Kenny Omega match that I didn't like. Like oh, I hate it except for the exploding ring, uh, and that was just because. Well, there's the yeah, exploding ring match and the um. Blow uh blow like doll. The, 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 the match with him the and blow doll is like the best match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like even like him and Kota Ibushi, like both of them wrestled that damn doll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they, didn't he wrestle that little girl? Yeah, Omega wrestled a little girl. Omega wrestled a broom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he drop kicked that little girl in the face. Like, oh yeah, took her <laughs> damn head off. <laughs> um. I think the only match that, like, it was 
it was um I hate to say it wasn't that great because I really love Moose, but like the mo- the match with Moose and Omega wasn't that great. It wasn't bad. Like I think I know it wasn't bad, but it could have been better. And I think it's because like it should have been a pay per view match and not like a dynamite match. Like those dynamite, right? So, no. so it was it was no, on regular it was, TV. It wasn't a pay per view. It no, it was on regular. It was on pay per view. It was on. It was on their. Um, it was on Impact pay per view, but it was done at uh, the AEW with nobody oh, there. That's that's probably why. So. Yeah, I think yeah, because those don't like. There's no crowd. Yeah, there's like no crowd. From, like the the wrestlers, like the AEW talent, though. I think that's what kind of killed it. I think it would have been a better match if it was actually done in front of a crowd. Yeah. Moose Moose deserves a crowd. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. All right, next one here. Johnny Swinger, the swingman. I don't know. Like, is he even... Popular enough to even be overrated? Um, <laughs> no. Popular he, with he, me. He, he, <laughs> huh? So he's popular with me. <laughs> he's popular with he? Well, if he's popular with you, he's overrated. If he's not popular to the mass majority of people, he's rightly rated. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to me, he's not good enough to be considered underrated. Uh but not good enough to be overrated. So I'll say you're rightly rated. Tiny swinger. I say underrated, but like I said, my opinion don't count. But <laughs> his work on Impact has been like some of the more entertaining stuff, like Swinger's Palace, and then um, his stuff with Ziki Dice was pretty good. Um, the stuff with Hernandez, um, all kinds of cool stuff. The uh, the freaking um that um impact house thing that they were doing with swinger in there was pretty good quite entertaining but that's just me i like giant swinger uh all right so our legend um with sandman oh johnny swinger wasn't the, the legend no because he's still <laughs> act he's still active i know i know <laughs> i mean he's been around for a long time but all right um legend of my mind. <laughs> Sandman uh Sandman. Sandman. I'm gonna say and I people are gonna hate me because I used to like as a child, like I love Sandman. Uh and I hate to do this, but I'm I'm gonna go overrated. Absolutely overrated. I I agree with Carl. Like I've loved the Sandman. Like when I first yeah. started watching ECW, but then you find out he can't really wrestle. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, that's that's not that great. Because no. like watching him in WWE, like when they actually brought him, moved him from ECW to Raw, like it was like, oh my God, like this, like Sandman can't hang with half these guys. So, um, awesome. Yeah. And, and when his work in WWE was like, it was this basically like Kendo stick. Like, yeah. like you know, the ECW, that's all it was. But when they moved him to Raw, like, he couldn't use, like, 
they put him in regular matches. He couldn't use the damn kendo stick all the time. Ah, awesome. Ah, the tag team, Public Enemy. Overrated. Really? You say overrated? Public Enemy? Public Enemy, yeah. Yeah, overrated. Okay. I ain't uh, talking about the rappers. The rappers are probably underrated, but the <laughs> tag team is overrated. Tag team. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I could answer this question, so I'll I'll pass. Do you even know who they are, Garrett? Oh, I know who they are, but I can't tell you I've watched one of their matches. They're like... So they, they're... Probably their best work is probably in ECW. Uh, they're probably most known for like their work in WCW, where they kind of did some of the hardcore stuff. Like, uh, but to me, they were just like a over glorified nasty boys. They're kind of uh, like a mix of like the nasty boys and like PG thirteen. Yeah, we took like the like gimmick of PG thirteen and. Cross them with like the nasty boys, like ring style. That's kind of what you get. Yeah. They're like insanely over in ECW. Yeah. They were over in WCW there for a minute. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it's kind of like. When Hogan, well, when Hogan came in, from what I hear, like, or what they say is like when Hogan came in. Uh, he brought the Nasty Boys with him, and since them and the Nasty Boys kind of did the same thing, uh, Nasty Boys got to push uh, in their feud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, Nobbs is, like, one of Hogan's best friends, so, of course, that was going to happen. It's all about who you know, folks. In any business or industry you're in, it's all about who you know. Yep. Okay. So um, in this case, if you're schlobbing Hogan's knob, you get to do whatever you want. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. And the uh, our female superstar, Molly Holly. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say overrated. Really? Yeah, I never felt Molly Holly. I think she was right where she needed to be. She's right where she needed to be. I I think she was right. Almost rated. a superhero. <laughs> Mighty Molly. I think she I think if she was wrestling now, like if she came in now, like in the time frame that we're in, I think she would have like excelled a whole lot more than what she was able to do. I I think her frame. I think her gimmick was stupid. So. What's like the actual like Molly Holly gimmick, like the cousin of the Hollies, or like the, the yeah, the cousin of the Hollies. The superhero gimmick too was kind of stupid, but but <laughs> it didn't but, really uh, last. Uh, yeah. about the uh, um, the right to censor style gimmick that she was doing. That was stupid too. So, yeah, I guess that was stupid altogether. That's why I said I'm uh, overrated. Hey, she did get her head shaved, though. Yeah, she did. She did. And I love her, her finishers. Pretty solid, too. The Molly go round. Quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it was okay. 
Okay. I mean, she was a decent wrestler. You know, she had a better gimmick and maybe some better opponents. She, I might consider her rightly rated. Yeah, That's what did. I'm saying. I think if she, if she was around rated. now, like in her prime now wrestling, I think she would have probably been pretty solid. But she wasn't very. She, I mean, she wasn't very charismatic though. Like, no, well, she's I mean, played like a dork. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of women wrestlers aren't very charismatic now either, but they still manage to get along. Or get out there. Awesome. So this week's overrated, underrated. Lots of cool stuff there. Next week's list is going to be fun. I'm looking at it right now. So. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Um, all right. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this week. Um, not a whole lot else I've got. You guys got anything before we head on out? Nope. All right. Uh, theme of the week this week, Garrett, your pick, man. What you got for us? So uh, we were talking before the podcast about uh, tag team. And yep. I was going to do one of their theme songs, which would have been Priscilla Kelly's. Uh, however, I figured out who she may or may not still be married to. And I changed my mind. So. With that in mind, it's all about Dar- Darby Allen. Yeah, she's not. Don't, he, he didn't. He, I didn't say his name for a reason. Okay. Yeah, they split like okay. a while ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> <man>. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, I don't think we. I picked them, but uh, we're gonna go with the acclaimed, the acclaimed theme music. Have we done that? Claim? Yeah. Like which version? Like it's different every time they come out. Well, Chris is just gonna pick a random version and see. It's always different. So I guess so. Well, the intro is always different, but the the beat is the same behind it. So. I'll see what I can find. Should do the ass Do something with the ass boys. <laughs> ass boys. Yo, listen. Oh, I gotta say, uh, before we dip out real quick, um, scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> that was so I, funny. I'm disappointed in in the ass boys returning on their dad, but we got Billy Gunn back with the acclaim, so now I can hear scissor me daddy ass once again on a weekly basis. I'm so excited <laughs> for that. I'm here for it. There needs to be a t-shirt with the three of their hands like scissoring and then it needs to say scissor me daddy ass on the t-shirt like marketing genius right there give me that shirt (laughs) take all my money (laughs) oh man that's awesome all right so with the acclaim steam this week (laughs) oh man awesome i'll see if i can find like one with the scissor me daddy ass in there too. Scissor me daddy ass. Ah, great. Let me hear you say ass, boys. 
Awesome. All right. So that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thank you for checking this out. Um, we really do appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. Um, you can find all that stuff in our link tree, which is in the episode um, episode description. And of course, you can just search Russell Gadden podcast on whatever social media account you're looking on. It should pop up. Um, either 1D or 2Ds, but you should be able to find it. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, feedback, anything like that, go ahead and send us a quick email askrussellgeddon at gmail.com. Uh, we'll um, answer your questions on the show. We'll take your feedback. Um, again, we will not take requests <laughs> to, to watch pay-per-views and rate them for you. So, <laughs> not doing that. So, we got time for that. Um, yeah, but if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, um, I mean, like quick, quick things, like uh, like a, our thoughts on a specific wrestler or anything like that, go ahead and shoot us that stuff, and we'll we'll give you a, we'll give you some info on that. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, on behalf of myself, CM Heat, G Money, and Tennessee Jesus, thank you guys for checking us out. This is episode 150 of the Russell Gunn Podcast. Episode 150 should have made a bigger deal about that episode 150 crazy well awesome but yeah we'll check you guys next week later marks fucking magnets how do they work (laughs) aliens Scissor me, Daddy! Ass.